You've waited all year, and this Saturday, it's finally here. Old Navy's famous $1 flip-flops are back for just one day only. Polish up your petties and hurry in for flip-flops for the whole family for just a buck. This Saturday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 624, limit 10. Solid colors only. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome all truth seekers from across the globe. This is Reverend Karen L. Heasley from the Spiritual Path Church of Newcastle, Pennsylvania in the United States. Our truth seeker show covers a variety of subjects from angels to afterlife communication to parapsychology to spiritualism to near-death experiences to meditation and a number of other truth seeking topics. We are happy you have chosen to join us for this episode and hope you'll find it informative and enjoyable. Our guest tonight is Reverend Lynn Forgette. Lynn Forgette attended her first spiritless church in Hamilton, Ontario in 1987 and was totally fascinated with the demonstration of mediumship she saw there. After that, she wanted to gobble up everything she could that had to do with spiritualism. Lynn is now a graduate of the ministerial program of Fellowships of the Spirit in Lilydale, New York, and has also completed the Morse Pratt Institute course on the history of modern spiritualism. Lynn says that what has kept her a spiritualist these many years is the freedom spiritualists have to explore and search for the truth. The fact that spiritualists are free thinkers not bound by dogma or creed, but free to explore life, great teachers and masters, great books and writings, even all the great religions in their search for truth. As a result of this great freedom, Lynn brings the perspective of both a practicing medium and a curious student to her ministry. She has been a member of the Lilydale Assembly for 28 years and has been a registered medium in Lilydale for 15 years. Lynn considers it a great privilege to be a registered medium in Lilydale and to be able to demonstrate evidential mediumship both publicly at the outdoor services and privately in her Lilydale home. Lynn is currently serving her ninth year on the Lilydale Assembly Board of Directors and holds the position of president of the board and CEO of Lilydale Assembly. She feels very, very blessed to live and serve in the beautiful community of Lilydale. After our chat with Lynn, we will be open for callers. She can either answer questions that you may have, or she can do a brief reading for you. Now, Get your pen and pencils out and jot this number down to call us, 657-383-0416. 
We also have a chat room open as well where you can text questions to us. Lynn, thank you for coming tonight. It's certainly a pleasure to have you here, and you will help all the truth seekers around the globe tonight. And I want to just commend you about keeping spiritualism alive and well. Thank you, Lynn. Well, thank you, Karen. It's really a pleasure to uh, be on your show. I thank you very much for inviting me. And I'm looking forward to hearing some questions from your callers and from you and uh, tell you a little bit about Lilydale. Okay. Um, the first thing I think the callers would like to know is they uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I first came to spiritualism when, in, when I was in my late 30s. I went to a spiritualist church in Hamilton, Ontario, as you mentioned in my bio there. And um, I saw a gentleman um, up on the platform doing mediumship, and I really didn't know what it was, but I, I found it very, very fascinating. So I started to sit in on development classes, and um, eventually I came to Lilydale and found out about fellowships and then took the course. Um, I just found spiritualism to be incredibly fascinating, the mediumship, but the healing aspects of it, uh, it just intrigued me. And I, and as you said in the bio, to be able to um, not be confined by particular belief system, that you're free as a spiritualist to look at all different aspects of life and, um, and faith and um, spirit, uh, it's a great blessing to be able to do that. So uh, when I came to Lilydale, um, not too long after I came for the first time, my mom passed away and left me a little bit of an inheritance. So I was able to buy my home here. Uh, at that time, you had to be a member of the assembly for a year before you could buy a house. So I quickly joined the assembly and waited the year and then uh, took possession of my home in um, July of uh, 1990. So that's how I ended up here. In 2001, I moved here full-time. And I said, um, I want to be in Lilydale, but I'm never going to get involved in the politics. And within two years, I was on the board. So <laughs> that didn't work out too well. <laughs> I think Spirit had that in mind. All the, all I the kind way. of think so. Yeah, yeah. Spirit has a plan. They do. And I was just looking at your bio, and I like the, the part you have in it. A curious student. Because I saw Absolutely. it feel that we're all still learning and growing, no matter what. We are always absolutely. on the path. Right, Lynn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I say that when I serve at the outdoor services. You know, um, we always introduce um, the students' mediums. We introduce uh, registered mediums, of course, and we always introduce visiting mediums. And it's so wonderful to have visiting mediums come and serve at our outdoor services. Uh, sometimes they come as far, as far away as Britain. Uh, we've had people from Australia who want to serve at the outdoor services. And uh, I always say, it doesn't matter how long we've been doing mediumship, for a year, 10 years, 15, 20, 50 years, we're still learning. And That's we have to be open to that. Yes, we do. That's right. Um, how has spiritualism changed your life, Lynn? Well, I was uh, born and raised Catholic. And uh, I like to say that um, gee, it seems like there's a, an awful lot of spiritualists who are Catholic. Uh, because we're used to talking to dead people as Catholics. We <laughs> believed in saints and, uh, and such as that. So uh, it's sort of an easy transition to uh, come into spiritualism and to be able to, um, you know, bring evidence uh, to people. So um, moving from the Catholic uh, belief system, it took a while. It took a while, you know. It doesn't happen overnight. 
And I found even uh, after I was registered, I thought I just have to go back to um, a Catholic Mass and just see how I feel when I go there. And uh, so I did that, went to my hometown and went to the Catholic Church there. And when I came out, I thought, yes, I am definitely 100% spiritualist. And um, I have total respect for every religion. It doesn't matter if that, if that religion makes somebody a better person and helps them in their journey through life, then that is absolutely the religion for them. And uh, at the same time, I'm very grateful that I discovered spiritualism so that I can continue to learn on my own spiritual path, but also um, help others along as well. So uh, spiritualism has been a great, uh, great, great thing for me. Okay. It's always been a great thing for me, too. I, I never thought I would open a church, and I opened a church. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's what <laughs> I, wanted, I remember right? when I first I, met I, you. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, back in New Jersey, and I don't know. I don't think you had a church at that time, or maybe you just started it. Yeah, um, I started the church in 2008, so I'm not, I, I think we met up there before then. Yes, we did. Uh-huh, I thought so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was I was pretty surprised when you told me that you'd open a church. I thought, wow, how brave! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it I was it was brave, but um, it's it's yeah. something that I was meant to do for the spirit and world. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. True. What spiritualist has influenced you the most? Well, you know what? I have to say it's uh, Reverend Janet Nohavik. I um. I'm just totally impressed with her dedication. Um, the way that she talks about uh, painting people back to life, it's just um, such a beautiful uh, way of expressing, you know, the purpose of mediumship, not only for the people who are here, but it's genuinely serving the spirit world. And um, I can remember um, being on the platform with her one time in Lilydale, and uh, one of the, she had, she talked about a medium that she saw working and the medium said, um, I have this spirit here, describe the spirit and so on and so forth. And no one in the audience could take the spirit. Um, and so the, um, the medium said, okay, one, two, three, spirit's gone. And oh my gosh, Janet just about went through the roof. She said, <laughs> she didn't say this in publicly, but she did say, if you've got a spirit there, then you better find who that spirit wants to talk to because it's so rude and disrespectful to send a spirit away who has a message of love for someone in the audience. So I was pretty impressed with that. And um, she has never been weak in her uh, belief in spiritualism and uh, in the way it needs to be presented. So I totally admire her. Um, She's not maybe one of the pioneers, but she's a great, great spiritualist. Well, you know, Janet was my mentor. You you do know that, right? Yes, I do. I remember um, in 2000, um, I think it was uh, 2009 or 2008, she would say, she called me Heasley. She said, Heasley, when are you going to open that church? I said, I'm not opening a church. And I remember we were up at Lilydale having dinner Friday night, pretty persistent. And then, she, and then we went Friday for dinner, and then we went Saturday for dinner. We were eating dinner again, and she said, Heasley, when are you going to open that church? So that was in August, uh, and then oh, it was 2007. So that was in August, and then a church came up for state auction here in October. That was in mm-hmm. August, she told me. In October, mm-hmm. this church came up 
uh, for state auction, and I um, purchased it. And I called uh-huh. her, and I, I said, oh, Janet, <laughs> I got a church. She goes, you got that church? I go, yep, I got a church. And that's what happened. Oh, my. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's, that's uh, cool. So she, you know, she's sort of like my manner. So I have to say uh-huh. her and Reverend Leonard Young. Leonard Young, too. Yes, so. yes, yes. So he's a great spiritualist, too. Yes. I saw him work a few times. Oh, you uh, did? I didn't know Interesting did. man. <laughs> yes. And that was also her teacher as well. So. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember that. Okay. Can you explain why the sunflower is the symbol of spiritualism? Well, actually, um, it was first selected as the, um, as the flower of the uh, spiritualist movement at one of the conventions, uh, the NSAC conventions. And the sunflower was known for... Um, uh, as an emblem of truth and constancy and a symbol of truth. Uh, and so it was adopted by the women reformers of the um, 1800s. And so uh, when the sunflower was selected to represent spiritualism, it was because it was native to the soil of the United States and represented some wonderful values. But the sunflower has been transplanted to so many other soils all over the world that um, they thought it was like spreading the the sunshine of spiritualism everywhere. So now spiritualism in 48, it was 1948, it was recognized as a religion in 38 nations. So the sunflower was sort of a symbol of the spreading of spiritualism um, throughout the world. So I thought that was kind of cool. I'm yeah, not really just... exactly sure who suggested using it as a, um, a an emblem, but um, they did agree that it was a a good flower to represent um, the flow and the growth of spiritualism. I thought that was kind of cool. It was. That's mm-hmm. yes. and, I think um, that actually came out of Lilydale. Um, the sunflower was the emblem of spiritualism since uh, 1892, I think it was, and the Association of Spiritualists at Casadega Camp, which was what they called Lilydale at one time, adopted the sunflower as its seal. So we still have the sunflower as the seal of the Lilydale Assembly. That's wonderful. I, I mm-hmm. just I wanted to ask that because a lot of people don't even know that the sunflower is a symbol of spiritualism, and that's why on mm-hmm. this show we try to bring out things that people are not really aware of. You know, so mm-hmm. that's why I wanted yep. you to little, talk about. It. Thank you. Yeah, little hidden gems. Yeah, and you know, uh, we know about little. Lily Dell, you and I both know about Lily Dell, but there might be listeners that don't know about Lily Dell. So, could you give us a brief history of Lily Dell? I can. Um, back in about 1855, um, there's a little uh, town down the road from uh, Lily Dell Assembly, uh, about six miles, and the town is called Leona. And uh, back in 19, uh, 1855, there was a group that called themselves the Society of Free Thinkers. And so they would meet uh, in Leona, and they would talk about the events of the day that were going on, um, the emancipation uh, movement. Uh, they talked about the uh, information that was coming out of Europe about mesmerism. Um, they talked about the um, uh, women's movement, you know, all these things um, that were of interest to them. And um, one day they uh, had a hypnotist come by, and the hypnotist um uh, put someone to sleep. I think it was um, Jeremiah Johnson. And uh, while he was in a trance state, um, he started talking about healing. 
So that they started to do spiritual healing. And then um, f- later on, Jeremiah came to Alden's farm because the spirit said, you know, go to Alden's farm and, and, um, and uh, meet with the people there. So he came to Alden's farm and uh, made arrangements so that uh, the free thinkers and others who were interested in the area could come to the farm, which is now the Leland Woods and uh, the Leland Hotel. And we could, they could come there and discuss all these things and meet together, have a picnic, and maybe do some uh, public speaking and so on. Well, after a while, um, the uh, Alden's farm owner, uh, Mr. Alden, passed away. So they decided to buy more land from Mr. Fisher. And uh, so they ended up buying um, 20 acres of land, and it cost them a whopping $1,845. <laughs> so sounds like a ridiculous amount, but... Um, uh, in 1879, I guess that was uh, quite a bit of uh, money. And then later on, um, Louise Pettengill uh, ended up buying the Alden farm from his heirs. And so now um, uh, all of Lilydale, I think, is 100 and, uh, gee, I forget how many acres. I think it's 160 acres, actually. And that includes uh, the Leland Woods, um, the Alden farm, which is now the Leland Hotel, and uh, we have lots of tra- nature trails in the back, which go to sort of a mud lake. At one time, Lilydale was an island, but um, over the years, it's kind of filled in, so it's not so much an island anymore. But we have a lot of land here that's undeveloped and wooden trails. We have a beach. Um, we have a ferry trail. Uh, we have the trail to Inspiration Stump. Just a whole lot of things that they carved out of the woods so that they would have the opportunity to meet here and share um, their stories and their um, lectures and talk about spiritualism and healing. And, and so over the years, we developed a summer program that um, has been going on for a number of years now. And anyone can come. We don't have to be a spiritualist anymore to be in Lilydale. Um, just be a free thinker. Uh, be someone who wants to learn and grow and um, have a whole lot of fun as, at the same time. Yes, that's true. Um, and then the Leland Hotel was right outside the gates of Lilydale. That's the hotel we're it talking is. about, right? So people yes. mm-hmm. get That's an idea of building. where it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just outside the gates. Right. Okay. Um, and so somebody was asking me this, so this is a question for you too. What qualifications does a person need to join the Lilydale Assembly? Well, to join the Assembly, um, first of all, you would have had to be a member of a spiritualist church, for, for a minimum of one year. So if someone was uh, to belong to your church, uh, Karen, and um, they wanted to join the assembly, they would get a card from you or, or show their membership card, and uh, they would get an application. So once they receive the application, there's a number of things they have to do. They would have to get a, a letter from, the, from you as the church president um, stating how long the person had been a member of your church and uh, whether or not they had been active in the church. And then they would have to get three letters, uh, personal reference. Uh, and then they would uh, be assigned an interview uh, in Lilydale. And they would come before the board. And we would um, ask them questions such as, um, you know, how did you become a spiritualist? What was your religious affiliation before you became a spiritualist? Um, tell us something about us that's not, uh, tell, I mean, tell us something about you that's not on the application. And uh, we just spent a little bit of time about them and asked them some questions about, you know, um, what was their favorite um, spiritualist? What was their favorite book on spiritualism? Um, questions that uh, sort of show to us that they really are spiritualists 
and um, that they will be a addition, a good addition to the Lilydale Assembly. And we also give people an opportunity to ask us questions. You know, uh, some of them want to know if there's uh, some kind of work that they can do here. And, of course, we never say no. You know, if you've got a, a skill or a talent, we're going to use it. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty simple, but we do want to ensure that um, only spiritualists uh, join the assembly. Okay, so that gives people an idea about how to join the assembly because some people might not know. They don't know. They don't know how right. to do Right, and things. once they join the assembly, then they can uh, purchase a home here. At one time, you used to have to wait a year after you joined the assembly before you could buy a house. But now, as long as you're a member of the a spiritual church for a year and you've joined the assembly, then you are free to purchase a home in Lilydale. Okay. Um, now I'd like to talk about the Lilydale Assembly Workshop uh, programs. But I do mm-hmm. have to say that I love the uh, the way you did these, uh, the, the catalog up this year. I mean, you have the uh, Healing Temple on the front cover and your spiritual home. It, it's just beautiful. And every time I go up to Lilydale, one thing I always do is go to the Healing Temple. And I, I just Absolutely. love the way this ca- catalog looks. And it's, you have a lot of great things coming up in the, in the uh, programs. This summer program, yeah. Yes. And you know what, Karen? That's my cat mm-hmm. on the front of the cover there, uh, Perkins. You probably remember Perkins oh, from yeah, visiting I here. That. Yeah, that's a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Perkins uh, passed away two two days after camp last year. Uh, and um, the way this picture came about is my niece had come up for the day, and she just happened to take that picture, and she um, sent it to me. And when I saw it, I thought, oh, my gosh, that, that is the picture we need on the front cover of the catalog. It's just um, so such a beautiful picture. Oh, it's beautiful. And the beautiful. fact that Perkins is in there is really... Oh, you know, that really it, that really bumps it up a notch now, doesn't it? It sure does for me personally, that's for <laughs> no, sure. No, it does. I, it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that. See, I didn't even know. I did see that, but I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah, so, so we've got a beautiful program um, this year, Karen, as, as, as you've seen in the book. And there's so many workshops, uh, so many great presenters. Um, James von Prague is back. And, of course, Lisa Williams is doing workshops. Um, uh, Sharon Klingler and um, her sister, Sandy Taylor. Um, so many uh, wonderful things. We have the, we, you and I talked about this earlier, the uh, Science of Things Spiritual. Uh, we call it SOTS for short. But we have some great presenters that are going to be here all day, and um, they'll do 45-minute lectures, and we'll have a break in between. And uh, they'll talk about all aspects of spiritualism, the timeline of spiritualism, um, why Lilydale has this um, very homey appeal because of the architecture. Um, they'll talk about music and spiritualism. It's a, it's, a, it's a great event. And this year we're having um, a ukulele jamboree for the first time. I saw um, that. Uh, isn't that's just a whole lot of fun? Yes. You can come and not know a thing about ukulele, and you mean um, I can come you know, up there and play? You, three, oh. you come up there and play, and uh, so there's lessons. So eighty dollars will get you two workshops, um, breakout groups. So what that means is the um, teacher will say, "Well, let's all meet over on the porch at the Maplewood, and we'll um, we'll jam together for forty-five minutes." And then in the evening, we have the concert by the um, ukulele strummers from Buffalo. And then a great big jam where the music will be up in front and all different levels of um, ukulele players. So those are a couple of um, really different um, 
workshops that are going on this year. But I wanted to touch a little bit, if we have some time, to we talk do. about um, uh, some of the things that happen in between the workshops that sometimes people don't really know about. Um, for instance, the Monday Night Circles, um, very, very popular. And uh, this happens in the auditorium on Monday nights at 7 o'clock. Um, and all the registered mediums are required to go to the uh, auditorium. And then people come in and they're se- seated with a registered medium, sometimes a student medium uh, as well. And um, each person will receive a small mini reading. And um, that's a $15 cost. And um, it's so popular, people start lining up at 5 o'clock you know, to make sure that they get in and, and get a good seat. And we also have on Tuesdays during the day at the um, Marion H. Skidmore Library at 3.30 uh, little spiritualist short lectures. So our um, librarian uh, will talk about um, uh, various aspects of the history, science, the philosophy of spiritualism, and uh, the topics change every week. So um, there's, there's something to uh, be said there. I believe that those are free as well. Uh, so you can pop in and get out of the heat. And then on Tuesday nights, um, all the registered mediums do little workshops. It's called the Voices of Mediumship. And um, they're teaching things like spiritualism in modern times, uh, the journey of mediumship, meet your spirit guides, develop your mediumship, mediumship and spiritualism, um, billet service demo, you know. And these are um, uh, hour-and-a-half uh, programs, and they're very, very good and very, very well done. And they are $10.00. We've got half a yoga in the morning for people who like to get out of bed nice and early, 7.30, and exercise the body. And um, we also have thought exchange uh, two times a week on uh, Wednesday and Saturday evenings uh, in the Octagon building. And um, we have great fun with those. Uh, uh, We often get into great discussions about uh, reincarnation and what goes on in Lilydale. It gives people an opportunity to ask any kind of questions they want about spiritualism, about Lilydale, about mediumship, about healing, anything that's uh, anything metaphysical basically uh, can be discussed. And again, it's a nice um, free event that people can take part in um, in the evenings. Um, we also have an astrology discovery uh, program on Wednesday nights. Uh, we have different astrologists that come and um, they teach different parts of um, the, um, like, uh, the Native American lunar calendar, the new moon and full moon cycles, um, spiritual and karmatic meaning of your sun sign. So lots of really kind of different um, aspects to astrology. We have ghost walks. Um, Patricia Price runs a development class on Thursday nights. We have a Qigong class in the auditorium. On Fridays from 7.30 in the morning to 8.30, we have Friday night drumming. And Friday nights, we have conversations with spirit. So, I mean, you have to come here and, you know, you're going to be exhausted at the end of the day. That's all I can say. There's so well, many things to thing. do. There is. It is um, a good thing. It is. And I, I noticed, I, I noticed. could you talk a little bit about the Children's Week and the Teen Week? Oh, yes. Children's Week is... Um, was started by uh, Reverend Patricia Bell many, many years ago. I don't know how many, at least 10 years ago. Actually, I think it's closer to 15. And she started it because of her um, uh, grandson, Bailey. And she would have Bailey when he was, you know, 7, 8, and 9. And I just saw him this past weekend as a full-grown man, you know, 22 years old. And um, and so she started it back then when, when he was young. 
And uh, it helps the children who have, you know, um, a little bit of insight or, or might be having some spiritual experiences um, or just want to know about some spiritual experiences. So they have um, uh, also healing. So Barbara Sanson will teach um, uh, healing to the children. Um, they Tom Kratzley talks about um, uh, understanding how light affects uh, different people. Joanne Copley Nigro talks about animals. Um, they they even get to make some um, hobbies and crafts, doing their sacred um, making a sacred rock. John White talks about mediumship, and the the same for the teens. They are, they are also given an opportunity to work in the healing temple. Um, they'll do some qigong with uh, Master Peng, um, a little bit of mediumship with Patricia Bell. And um, oftentimes they'll go out to the stump um, after the 5.30 service in the evening and do a demonstration of their mediumship as well for the general public. They have a talent shows. They do a ghost walk. There's just so many different things that um, parents can come and bring their kids, and they know it's in a safe environment with good teachers and just a really fun, fun weekend for both children and teens. So um, if you've got family... Uh, that's a great week to come. And that's going to be starting the week of Sunday, July 23rd. And I think it ends on the 28th. So that's a pretty full week. We have a lot of people who come and camp for that for that week. I think that's really I think that's really good for children and teens. I mean, they have a place oh, it to, is. Um, you know, to express feelings and thoughts that they couldn't express anywhere else. Exactly. And, and get that sense of community that we all need. Right. Yes, and mm-hmm. that's what I like. And I saw Women's Day. I think that's going to be nice. You know, I, I oh yes, the, <laughs> the Women's League Committee is just um, so excited about this. I, I um, like it. It's it's going to be great. The, a lot of the houses already have bunting up, and uh, during that week they're going to have um, flash. Uh, what do they call those flash things where people just congregate and do a dance flash? Um, forget what the heck they call it, flash group or something. So um, the mobs. ladies will all dress up. Uh, flash mob. Flash mob yeah, is flash it? flash mobs. So, I think that's So it. the ladies will dress up in Victorian garb, and they'll get an email or a phone call saying, meet us all at the, you know, in front of the Maplewood Hotel at 3 o'clock today. And so they'll put on their Victorian garb and go up there, and I guess they're going to, you know, do, do some sort of dance, or they might do some uh, picketing, you know. <laughs> I don't know what they'll do, but oh, they like might. be a, they might do some picketing, yeah, you know, for women's votes, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be B. a whole Anthony lot of fun. Like and mm-hmm. Susan B. Anthony would love that, yes. And, and Katie Caton as well. Yes. Right. The Elizabeth Katie State. Uh, Elizabeth Katie Staten? Stanton? Stanton. Stanton. Sorry. I thought it was Stanton. Stanton. Yes, it is Stanton. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and I'm just – and. W- the Tibetan monks are always nice. We're actually, we're going to have them here at the church in in March, and I see you're going to have them really? up there. Yes, we're going to have wow, them here at that's the church great. in March. Mm. Yeah, we love to have them here. And opening day, um, of course, we have the flag raising at 12 o'clock. And this year we'll be dedicating the butterfly habitat that our environmental committee uh, built this year. And um, they worked so hard, and they were able to receive a $10,000 grant from the American Wildlife Society and uh, put together this beautiful, beautiful garden. Um, of course, it's going to be in its infancy as we dedicate it, but the monks will be there and they will um, chant and do a prayer uh, for, uh, the, for the garden. 
And um, they'll also uh, have the gentleman who is the head of the uh, American Wildlife Society. I think I've got that name kind of wrong. I apologize for that. Um, but it's a big deal. And um, we're only um, the second uh, organization in uh, New York State uh, to have this type of garden and this type of community. So it's uh, quite an honor. So the monks will be there for that. And then uh, in the evening at 8 o'clock, we have a silver tea, we call it. And it's kind of a, it's in the auditorium and we invite um, the people who are on the grounds as well as the mediums uh, and the other residents that are returning from their maybe winter holidays. And we all get together and uh, have food and we have some wonderful piano music. And the monks come and they, they say the grace with their chanting and they join us for uh, the meal there. And uh, so they're a very big, important part of our opening weekend. People love to see the monks come and visit. And you know, they love it too. They go out on the, on the basketball court and they're playing basketball with the kids and they just totally love it. So they're, they're just uh, a, you know, a joy to have here. Well, I can attest they like basketball because when they come up here, they oh, yeah, play they basketball do. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, such a nice opportunity gentle. for them to do that. They're gentle mm-hmm. souls. They're gentle they really souls, are. Sure. Always so happy, though. Always smiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how about the new uh, butterfly habitat? Is that part of the new garden going in? I didn't know. That's why I wanted to ask that. The yes, yes, that, that, okay, that's, that's the blessing that the, um, we're going to be doing that right after the flag opening or, or the flag okay. raising at 12 mm-hmm. o'clock. So at 12.15, we're going to meet at the Butterfly Habitat, which is right across the street from the uh, Sunflower Cafe, which is the, uh, the cafeteria. And um, they, it's right in the park there. And um, they've just spent hours and hours um, putting in new dirt um, mulch, uh, planting. I don't know how many plants are in there. There's got to be a couple of hundred plants that they've planted. And they put a, um, a concrete walkway, or it's not concrete, but the patio stones. They put a walkway through there so that people uh, can, with wheelchairs or with um, you know, walkers, would be able to go into the garden and get closer to the plants. And uh, they've put um, uh, benches around too so people can sit and just meditate or contemplate. So uh, it's it's really um, a great thing the Environmental Committee has done. They've also done a rain garden in the past, and they put up uh, little houses for bats. So they're doing a lot. They've got a project also going on uh, to see if they can get rid of um, the um, bamboo that is invasive here. So when you go up to take a look at the dog park, which was another addition this year, um, you'll go by an area with all these old rugs and everything on it, and it's their um, experiment, their their um, time of trying to see if they can eradicate this um, bamboo that is um, you know, just spread everywhere if you, if you can't stay on top of it. So our environmental committee has been very, very busy, and they've been um, a, a wonderful addition to uh, Lilydale for sure. I was just thinking about that butterfly habitat. I can't wait to see that. Really. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to like it. I can't wait for like five years from now or three years or two years even when the bushes really start to get big. Right yes. now, of course, they're small and they're right. in their infancy. But um, Connie Dutcher was very excited because she had her first flower and first butterfly uh, this past week. So <laughs> it's on the move. <laughs> Whoa, that's good. Um, it is. It's great. 
and I'm kind of excited about this when uh, when we talked about this about the Little Dale was going to have a winter program. Do you want to talk briefly about that? Yes, um, we. Um, I was I went to the board one night and I said, you know, we've got these buildings now that are heated in the winter time. It's not like a few years ago when you know we wouldn't have these heated buildings. And I think it's time that we start our winter program. So we've got um, five or six different events coming up over the winter. The first one is Andy Bing, and uh, he is going to uh, uh, teach a workshop for mediumship called The Power of the Story. And he's a a British medium. He's um, uh, taught at Arthur Finlay College and and in Stansted, England. And he's going to join us for a weekend. Uh, It'll be a Friday night, a Saturday um, and half a day on Sunday because he'll serve the church on Sunday morning. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. And Lisa Williams is going to do um, forensic mediumship. Um, we have uh, Judith Rochester is going to, um, I don't know what her topic is yet. She hasn't sent in her proposal, but um, people just love um, Judith. And she has a uh, meditation circle every Friday night. And we get 35 to 40 people every Friday night to her um, development circle. Uh, people just love her. So we know it's going to be a wonderful workshop. Um, and Sandra Taylor and Sharon Klingler are also going to do workshop. So um, it's, we're going to start slow this, this winter. Um, and as we um, renovate the Maplewood Hotel, um, in other years we'll be able to do workshops in the hotel as well over the winter. So it's, a be- it's at the beginning stages, but it's going to grow over the years. Well, you know, from June to September, it's just not enough time for for uh, people to experience Lilydale, and I think that's an excellent thing that you're going to do this winter program. It's just not enough time yeah. for people. It's just yeah, I know, and the, the 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 fall is beautiful, as you know. The fall is just beautiful here. It is. And winter, we have our own maintenance guys. They look after the roads beautifully, um, and the guest houses, uh, you know, uh, will will. Um, facilitate people to stay. So it should be just a very nice experience for people. Great. Now, um, I'd like you to give us a brief history of the Maplewood Hotel because I find that hotel so fascinating when I go up there. Well, um, strangely enough, that hotel used to be a horse barn. I've and heard <laughs> You've heard that, eh? I have, and, yeah. um and the other uh, strange thing is that when they built, uh, decided to um, make it into a hotel and raise up the bottom floor to the second floor, uh, and they, they raised the building and then built underneath the, the first addition. It was called a um, hung suspension building. So the hotel was built in 1880, and um, when they uh, decided to um, raise it, they, they raised the floor, built another one underneath it, and then they called it the Grand Hotel. And for many years, it was the Grand Hotel until 1903, and then they changed it to the Maplewood Hotel. But at one time, you could sit on the porch of the hotel, and you couldn't even see the water. The trees were so thick. Um, Now, of course, you get a beautiful view of the lake, um, of the rain garden that the um, uh, Environmental Committee started a few years ago. And people just love to go there in the evening and sit on the rocking chairs and and talk and meet each other and gossip. Um, uh, It's always a fun time. Uh, this year, Simon Cadula went into the Azure Room. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I know you've probably seen the Azure Room, um, oh, yes. Karen, but some of your um, guests 
um, listeners probably haven't, but it's sort of like a little parlor room um, off to the right as you come in the door. And it was used as a school room and, um, and a parlor room. Well, Simon went in there with his wonderful imagination and moved, moved uh, the large picture of Azure to the end of the room and um, uh, spray-painted all the wicker, threw a whole bunch of cushions there. We've got palm trees there. We've got a couple of wing-back chairs. And it's just a beautiful room to sit in, meet with your friends, to meditate in. Um, I just love it. It's just he's done wonders with just very, very little except a great imagination. And the lobby also has been uh, refreshened up. Uh, we haven't done a lot because there'll be um, some uh, foundation work being done this fall. So we didn't want to do anything that would um, affect the walls in case they cracked as we make the uh, addition to the hotel. So um, it's just a very, very nice room, uh, hotel. Each room has uh, either a sink or a full bathroom. Uh, it's just a fun place to go. It's just a fun it, place to go. It is the Azure room. It, and that painting of Azar, when you you, I just can't take my eyes off of it when I go in there. Mhm. Yes, that, that was done by the uh, Campbell brothers. Campbell brothers uh, they had a yes. home here, and uh, they invited people to their home. And um, uh, they he had like a silk uh, curtain in front of the pallet, which was um, 60 inches tall, I think 40 inches wide. And he would invite the people that were sitting for the. Um, Precipitate, precipitate, they're called precipitated paintings. paintings. So uh, he had invited, invited some people to sit there. And uh, so he would take each person behind the curtain and they would sit and talk a little bit. Actually, um, uh, sorry, um, Mr. Campbell would go into trance and he would uh, talk to the people um, about um, spiritual things. And as the people would come and go from behind the silk curtain, the people who were sitting outside the curtain could see that a little bit of progression had been made on the painting. So over a period of, I don't know, a few, um, about an hour, an hour and a half, I forget how long it was, um, the whole painting uh, took place. And so um, as Mr. Campbell was, um, uh, I think he was channeling Azure, actually, and Azure was talking about the painting as it was uh, being uh, precipitated. Uh, so now it hangs in the parlor in the um, in the hotel, and uh, a lot of people like to stand there and take the same um, position, like with their hand raised and the same expression on the face, and your your whole body inside just changes uh, when you imitate the stance that uh, Azure is in. So it's it's pretty fascinating to see that, and and men, the many other precipitated paintings that are in that room as well. Um, there's um, one of Abraham Lincoln. Um, there's one of a little girl by the name of Nora um, whose mother uh, asked that uh, she come through in a precipitated painting. And we've got one of Napoleon as well. It was done in the auditorium. So uh, it's it's pretty interesting to go in that room. It's that, That's fascinating. I actually did a blog on Asner because he was the spirit guide for one of the Campbell brothers, and I'm not sure which one. But if people want to go right. and read up on it, they can go to my website and I actually just did a blog last week on that. Oh, perfect. Perfect. I'll have to read it. You know, you, yeah. you, you read so many things and hear so many things that sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other. You know, we have to keep well, refreshing ourselves. You've got a lot of things yes. going on, Lynn. For sure. For sure. But I'm just saying if people want to learn more about it, it's on the website. So. Yes. Thank you. So when you think of Lily Dell, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Community community absolutely um i i 
we're all united by spiritualism. That that's for sure. And you can um, go to a spiritualist service, or you can go sit in a development circle, or you can go to the healing temple, uh, you can go to one of the four churches um, that are uh, on or near the grounds. Uh, and wherever you go, you see people that you know. And uh, <laughs> you know, they say if you want something done, um, ask a busy person to do it. And there are a lot of busy people. So uh, we're a community of spiritualists. Um, uh, we're unique in the world. And uh, people come here for healing. Uh, they come here for um, proof that the people that they love are nearby them. Uh, I had a gentleman uh, come for a reading today, and the reason he came is because his uncle disappeared uh, a week ago. And um, he was w- asking if there was someone in the spirit world who would uh, tell them where to look to find him. Uh, so people come for so many different reasons, and uh, we're a community of people who want to serve the public, who want to help, who want to heal, and um, uh, I, that's my word. That that's community for whatever reason. Uh, that that's my word, and um, to it's been really really humbling and joyous at the same time to be president of Lilydale Assembly this year. Um, this is my final year on the board. I've served um, eight years as secretary and then uh, this year as president, and um, it's been wonderful to be able to uh, allow people to um, demonstrate their talents, you know, to get the dog park up, to um, let Simon do some work in the hotel, uh, to revamp the catalog, to revamp our website, uh, to get MailChimp out so we can send some blasts. There's just so many wonderful things that have happened. And the next thing on my list is a kayak and canoe launch. Uh, I hope to get that done before I'm off the board. So a place where residents can put their canoes and their kayaks right by the water so they don't have to drag them down to the shore and uh, they're free to use them uh, whenever they want. So uh, that's community. That's community. Lynn, you know, I, I truly admire you for the things you do for spiritualism. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because appreciate you that. really put your heart and soul into it. And it, it shows by the way you talk about Lily Dell, by the kind of person you are. I, I truly admire you. Uh, Thank you very much. You know, I admire you. That's, that's the <laughs> truth. I mean, because you've done a lot to to help spiritualism grow. You know, the pioneers had a hard time getting it up and running. And it's our job now to keep it up and running. Mm-hmm. It is. And you know, you've been president of a church, um, that money's always something that you got to think about, you know, so it's balancing the budget and at the same time serving your parishioners and your uh, congregation. Uh, and you do, uh, you love your congregation and it shows. I do. It shows. Okay. Well, you know, we have some uh, people that want to talk to you now. How about that? Okay. So we're going to sure. get some people on, and, and so let's let's start this. Okay. All right. Let's go. Hello, Truth Seeker. May we have a name, please? Certainly. My name is Wendy. Hi, Wendy. And would Hi, Wendy. you like to talk to Lynn or reading? Go ahead, Wendy. It's your time to talk to Lynn. Thank you. A blessing to, to meet you both. Um, I've been blessed. After a long time of unemployment, I have a beautiful job, direct hire, starting on July the 5th in a call center for medical insurance, a very prestigious company. And I'm hoping that they love me 
and they that they keep me for at least four years. Do you see this happening? You know, I, uh, would your mom be in the spirit world, Wendy? She is. I love her so yeah, okay, dearly. Because as soon as you uh, started to talk, I just felt mother's energy come in, all right? And um, I feel like she's saying, hear me when I speak to you, because she's your biggest cheerleader. And one of the things she says is, you have the best smile. So she says, when you go to work there and you greet the people, even when you talk to them over the phone, you just give them the biggest smile, all right? And remember that you have to love what you're talking about. So whatever the research is that you need to do to do your job effectively, uh, do it with a great big smile and um, show everyone, including your callers, that you really enjoy being there. I feel like you're going to do a fabulous job. And when you're ready to retire, they're not going to want to let you go. Oh, how nice. Well, um, I start on July the 5th. And the day after I start is my 66th birthday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, happy birthday on July the 5th. <laughs> or is it 7th? Thank you. I guess it is. Yes. So, so do you see longevity? Will I be there at least four years? Yes, I, I'm sure. I actually feel five. So I, I kind of feel like the the job is going to grow on you and that the longer you're there, the more you um, love what you're doing, you love the people that you're talking to, all right, and it will show in your voice. So do remember to smile uh, when you're talking on the phone because, and you might want to put a little mirror in front of you to remind yourself to smile. Um, but I, I feel like you will do a, a, just a great job, a really great That's job. You'll be serving a lot of people. The the, um, the training is for seven weeks on okay. uh, Sunset and Sunrise Drive. And I don't know if I'm going to be working in that location or if they're going to move me to the international uh uh, drive location. Which location will I end up in? Um, I think you'll, uh, you're. I feel like you're going to start in that first one that you mentioned. All right. I, I don't know whether you'll be there for like a month or six weeks in addition to your training, and then I feel uh-huh. the move to the other one, which will be permanent. Okay. And um, I want to thank my beloved mother for speaking to me. She's. I know love because of my beloved mother and father and my beloved brother. Um, they're all in the spirit world, and mm-hmm. I miss them, and I pray to God I've been a good daughter and sister and that we'll always be together. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they, they so, uh, especially your mom, um, totally impressed me with your smile. It, they, it, it's like when you smile, you just melt hearts. <laughs> so well, so they, they love you very much. That's good to know. And... Um, I lost my little heart ring from J.C. Penney's. Do you know where it is? They're showing me a bed, and um, I don't know if you have like a, um, a a skirt, a bed skirt around your bed. Well, I I actually after shortly after buying it, I tossed it on my bed, and I haven't seen it since. Okay, take I, a look underneath the uh, the underneath the bed, and it might be caught uh, also in the. Um, the bed skirt. Well, okay, so. I, I had a white comforter on the bed, and I searched it, and I, I folded it up and put it beside the bed. Um, and uh, I also have a an ivory electric blanket. So when I'm laying in the bed, is the ring to my right or my left on the floor? I think it's on the right. I think it's around the comforter, not the not the other one. 
Okay. Okay. Well, it feels like it's caught up somewhere. So it's something to do with around the bed. Uh, could be the bed skirt. Could have could have got caught in in the um, the so the edge or the sewing part of it, or and or or slipped just under the under the bed itself. So check around the legs as well. It feels caught somewhere. I will do that. And okay. um, will will my fingers ever straighten out? I. I had a uh, huge surgery on my ring finger on my right hand over a year ago, and um, they had to reconstruct my finger. I'm very blessed that I'm okay. And my mm-hmm. beloved parents were telling me not to allow them to do amputation. Uh, three doctors said cancer, and they were wrong. And mm-hmm. I know my parents were saving me from that. And I got the email congratulating me that I do not have cancer. Um, my hand was bandaged up for several weeks so there the, the ring finger is where I had the surgery on my right hand and my baby fingers kind of curling down uh, it's the last three fingers will they ever straighten out or considerably more I have a feeling that the, the fingers are not going to straighten out completely and um, mm-hmm. I feel almost as though your mom is saying when you see that um, just remember that how grateful you are that uh, your body is such a wonderful healer. So you have great healing ability in your body. And she says, rather than worrying about it being crooked, just remember when you see it to be grateful that your body has the capacity to heal the way it does. Oh, I'm I'm overwhelmingly thankful to God because I yes. I stood up to three doctors and their attitude was like what's the matter with you just get it over with and mm-hmm. i my testimony is i know my parents were telling me don't do it and i'm very mm-hmm. thankful to them and Good. um my my precious brother david nine years younger than me took his life on march 2nd last year does he know that i love him and does he believe that i was a good devoted sister to him um, um, did David have um, an addiction of some sort? Not that I'm aware he, of. Okay, he just makes me feel like his mental um, capacity was um, so fixated on himself, he didn't really see or understand the love that he received from other people until he passed over. And so now he well, totally gets it. He totally does, knows. Does, does, does David love me? Does he regard me as a loving, good sister? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He knows that there wasn't anything that you wouldn't do, but he didn't Thank let goodness. you in. He didn't let you in. I, and I he apologizes for to, to save him. Yeah. And He just was um, so in, inside himself, and I, I feel like he had recurring thoughts, you know, so his mind was so filled with chatter he wasn't really able to accept the love that was given to him. So it's, it's it's very sad, but thank goodness that we as spiritualists realize that there's not eternal condemnation for people who, you know, pass in that state of mind. Uh, it's, it's truly a blessing to know that, don't you think, Wendy? Oh, it's a blessing that there's healing and that there's forgiveness and mm-hmm. um, that we'll all be together um, when my time comes. Exactly. Well, thank you, Wendy, very much. I hope that, you, that this has been helpful. Thank, thank you. Wendy. You're you're both you're both beautiful, and thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, now we have another truth seeker. And what may we have a name, please? My name is Jerry. I was raised. Hi, Jerry. Uh, hi. I was raised Christian by my mother, and uh, my father didn't go to church. He did tell us stories about the Hyde sisters, and he also taught us nature and Native American concepts. So I never thought it was right either way. Uh, or wrong either way, not to go to church or to go to church. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never really got thought about the, the, the Lilydale until I met up uh, with the preacher that I go to church now at the Spiritual Path Church, and they take trips there. So it's sort of like my life has come full circle. It's, it's coming back to my father's teachings now. Uh, oh, I beautiful. Was, with my mother's teachings for a long time. So from the time I was young, I had experiences with Jesus, and I still do. I have experiences with the other side, the spiritualist type of uh, experiences. And Mm -hmm. so that, but I was just reading uh, a a statement by White Eagle about if you would stay in the light, you would never be sick. And I was just wondering what your thought about that would be. How do you always stay in the light uh, well, uh, when you asked me that question, it made me uh, think about what we think. Of. It made me think about what do we think about? Uh, you know, um, our minds are very, very powerful. We know that uh, from even science tells us uh, that the mind uh, can influence the human body. So the light, um, when we say that, makes me feel of um, the enlightenment, being enlightened, being happy, being optimistic. Uh, be uh, um, exhibit goodwill towards other people. Uh, that to me would be living in the light. So if we are, um, you know, trying to be our best when we when we we try to stay happy rather than complaining, when we treat others with kindness, when we treat ourselves with kindness, um, that to me would be living in the light. And when people are happy and live that way, it seems that they are much healthier. They seem to live longer. So that's what that makes me think of. How about you? Yeah, I try to stay um, in touch with Jesus or with spirits, uh, the spirit world. That makes me mm-hmm. happy. And uh, yes. try to. Stay. And Jesus was a master teacher. Right. Yes, we know was. that. Yes. yes. Master teacher, master healer. And I have yes, fibromyalgia, so I I'm always looking for other ways to to heal myself so that I don't have to use medications and stuff like that. So I mm-hmm. do go with the, like the hands-on healing, which we do at our church, and um, singing and music and uh, nature, being outside. All of those things help. I think they do, yeah. And you know, we do live in a physical universe. And in a physical universe, physical things happen. There's some things we just can't avoid, uh, just the very nature of living on the planet. But if we're able to take, you know, an adversity that that you have and still um, stay optimistic, still do what we can, uh, you know, that feeds our spirit. Uh, it, feeds our, it keeps our soul um, alive and it, and it feeds our spirit. So we've got lots of life energy. So uh, I commend you for um, that brave stance. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. And uh, I will add you to my healing list. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Good evening, True Seeker. May we have a name, please? 
Hi, my name is Nancy. Good evening. Hello, Good evening. Nancy. How are you tonight? I'm doing really well. I'm Good. just looking for a general reading. I have so many changes, I don't know what to ask about. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, so Nancy, first of all, I feel a very strong father figure beside you. And um, okay. I, pardon me? Yes, yes. That makes sense. Oh, okay. So I feel a very strong fatherly figure beside you. I feel as though he's um, standing on your left side and he has his right hand on your shoulder. And the feeling that he gives me as he, uh, as he stands there is, I'm standing right beside you. No matter what you have to go through, they're going to have to get through me as well. Okay? So he's giving you that, um, that sense of security that um, I'm not standing alone. I don't, I don't have to face all of these changes and these challenges by myself. I also feel as though he was very... Um, uh, he, he believed in you is what he's uh, bringing through. He believes in your mind, and he believes that you have the skills that you need to go through um, any adversity that comes up. Now, are you going through a moving phase, or is there a contemplation of a move coming up with you? Yes, yes. Uh, and um, it al- almost feels like yes. I don't want to give it up, but I don't want to be here anymore. You know, it's exactly. it's kind of like a a, a push and pull thing, and um, yes. I I know that your dad is giving you the confidence um, to do what you know is best for you overall. Okay, because it seems yeah. um, as uh, as I look at it here that moving is for your benefit. Now, with your dad was um, yes. an average sized man, and um, I kind of feel um, that he liked to look um, he liked to look very presentable. Um, would <laughs> that make sense to you? Opposite. No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, okay. So, so this sense. gentleman, as I see, he feels like father, and he's dressed in a in a way where he would command respect. So I feel like he would command respect. People liked him; they listened to him, uh-huh. and um, he would always support whatever it was that the family wanted. So, so if you're you looking forward uh, to moving and to yeah. bettering yourself, he's by your side. Okay, good. Well, he's all dude okay. up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that might be my grandfather. My father was a big man, and they they used to describe him as wrinkled. He never had press shirts. And, um, oh, your funny your dad way. was wrinkled. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this yeah. must be your grandfather yeah. then, because I feel like he's he likes to be presentable. You know, he would oh, he would he be dapper. presentable. Hmm? Yeah, he was very dapper. He was yeah, very yes. presentable. Very dapper. Yes. Okay. So, so dude, it's your grand it's your grandfather then that's with you. Uh, all right. He he just says trust trust the mind that God gave you. He says. <laughs> okay. Good. And, and that means that I'll find a job. I'll, I'll have a job soon. Or. Mhm. So, um, are you altogether sure what kind of job you want? Because the house no. issue seems to be more um, pressing. Yes. Uh, all right. Yeah, it is. So once you make a decision as to. Uh, uh, what kind of job you want, or even if you say, I don't care what the job is, I'm going to take it, and then I'll move on from there. So if you okay. even if take take a job in a store or something that you would not normally do, uh, once you've got a job, it's easier to find another one. So okay. he's encouraging so, you. Well, that to, makes sense. To, right. Yeah, but it's, the move, move will go smoothly. And I feel like, um, I, I don't know if it's your children that are objecting, but there's, there's um, like approval from the family with this move. Oh, good. There is a- Not that you need it, but, you know, it's always nice to hear. <laughs> well, it is. 
I mean, it's funny. I've only got a dog, and I think he's going to be miserable. So there you go. Oh. But the rest of the family seems very excited. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so thank good. you. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. So much. It was very helpful. Very helpful. Take You're care. welcome. You're, Take care. You're welcome. Thank you. Blessings. Okay. True seeker. May we have your name? Uh, my name is Ruth. Hi, Ruth. You sound like you're in an echo chamber there. Oh, okay. Um, this is all new to me, all this new equipment here. So. Can okay. you hear me better now? I can, yes. Okay. Um, I just, um, I'd like a reading or, you know, some information, please, whatever you could tell me. I appreciate <clears throat> Okay. And, and is this about events um, in the present? Going on now because yeah. I, I I don't know if you have a son but I I'm getting a younger male energy uh, with you on the earth plane. I do, do you not have a, son, have a please? son. No, I do not have a son. Okay, so um, hmm. I don't know why, but I feel as though I have a younger male, and there's worry around the younger male. So this may apply to somebody that you know who is involved with a younger male. Because I, I kind of feel like I don't want to completely trust this person. Um, they feel too they feel immature. Okay. All right, so uh, if you're not aware of that now, just kind of keep it in mind because this person may have an influence on somebody that you love and care about uh, that we, we don't really want to completely trust this person. Um, I also feel around you issues having to do with money, okay, because um, I feel like I've got dollar signs in front of you, and um, it, it feels more like being concerned about what I'm going to do with my money and how it's going to impact me over the long haul. So I don't know if that's something that's on your mind at this time, but it feels like be careful, think it through, and then follow through with whatever it is that you plan to do because it's the follow-through that is really going to be the most telling. So um, in, in, if you can give me um, an indication of what direction you'd like me to talk about, that would be helpful. Um, just um, something that... Following through with my talents, how to use my talents to be uh, of service to uh, the people around me and the good for the community. Well, you know, all you can do is offer. And uh, some people are going to say, uh, yes, that would be terrific. And other people are going to say, no, we don't want it. But look into your heart and ask yourself, what is it that I love? What, What do I love to do? Um, okay. We have um, sometimes we have uh, I've been in, in, involved with little churches where there's nobody that loves the church and so the church falters. Um, but when somebody comes along who loves it, then great strides happen. So uh, look inside of yourself, and you may be talented in many many ways. But what part of that do you love doing the most? And focus mm-hmm. on that. I see little business cards in front of you as well. Okay, so maybe you're not self-employed, but um, it, it's like it uh, says your name and what you love to do on it. So have you uh, done up little business cards or little um, <clears throat> introductory I ha- cards? I have in the past, and they need to be redone and updated. So, mm-hmm. yes, because yes, I feel like once you mm-hmm. say, uh, you know, what stands out of all those things you do that you love to do, and then the okay. rest of it um, you, you would put in maybe smaller print, but I do definitely see a business card with you. And, you know, okay. you never give up, do you? You, you, you are tenacious. <laughs> I am. You're tenacious. It's That's like the true. only time, it's like a bulldog, you know, the only time they let go of something is so they can get a better grip, you know. <laughs> so I know when you take on a, a challenge, you follow through 100%, and uh, that's pretty mighty, you know. 
So okay. uh, believe in your own power because, you know, we, we can, um, when, when we're confident in ourselves, other people really respond. Okay. Sometimes I oh. think, you know, I just need to give up and just let it go. So there's a balance with that too. For me. There's a balance, yes, mm-hmm. and that's why I think um, Spirit is saying to focus on the aspect that you really, really love, you know, okay. because then when you go and do it, it's 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 not work because you mm-hmm. you just love doing it, you right. know. Are, are you looking to do some sort of spiritual work? Um, well, I I really love plants and flowers, and I do already do use that and to set, share that with people. Um, and mm-hmm. I do Reiki. I've done that for years. Um, so I just need to nurture more of that for myself because I mm-hmm. love things less. Yeah, do a little bit um, of volunteer work mm-hmm. in the hospitals, and, and maybe you could start some African violets and, and give little <laughs> beginner African no. violets to people. Um, mm-hmm. But um, uh, as, as a um, money-earning thing, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it's almost like I don't want to rely on that 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Do do something else in addition to it because it will grow as you do this other work. Okay. Yeah, I, you're very organized too, aren't you? Um, um, in you, my mind, yes, yes, yeah. But can my, you organize my, other people better than yourself? Um, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so. I know what they need to do. Let's put it that way. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So think about that as um a, uh, as something that you can explore. How can I okay. do some work with organizing other people or helping them organize? And then the spiritual part will just grow with it. Okay. 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 Thank you. Ruth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, yay. Good evening, <laughs> truth seeker. May we have a Hello. name? <laughs> I didn't well, think you I seem happy. Happy. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> think you could have a name. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm Lisa. I'm Lisa. Thank Hi, you Lisa. very much. I, Hi, I Lisa. Just, uh, feel very, nice very lucky. From thank you, Lisa. you. Thank you. How very I much. I enjoyed your conversation and your sharing. Oh, good. I, I just great. hope one day I can get to Lilydale myself. Oh, it. yeah. It's a magical place. It really is. Oh, gosh. Well, um, the help that I'm requesting, do you see anyone around me that is wanting to come through, please? And would this be a male, please? Yes, yes. Yes. Well, um, the first thing I feel around this person is um, uh, an issue having to do with the respiratory um, system and also into the um, upper part of the belly area. Um, okay. I feel like he prided himself on his strengths, and towards yeah. the uh, time of his passing, uh, he just didn't have anything left to give. Um, yes. I feel right. very bright eyes with him. I feel like when he looked at you, love was in his eyes. Uh, a gentle man, but someone who knew how to get things done. And um, did he pass uh, in a hospital, please? I wasn't there when he, so I'm not sure of the circumstance. Okay, I almost feel like he was laying down or he was in a bed or something. Yes, and, that would be. And um, yeah. he's talking about his wristwatch. Uh, so did, did do you remember that he always wore a wristwatch? He had one, yes. I don't know. It's almost like he's wondering where it went. 
Oh, but uh, okay. All right. We have so it. you might. Pardon me. Yeah, we have. We have it. Oh, you have his Westworld. Okay, because it seemed like it was uh, something that he cho- sort of cherished. You know, um, uh, he, uh, he he references time around you because he says that it feels like a million years since he passed away, and yet, at, on the other hand, it feels like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he admires that you are, um, uh, I don't know, a, b- a big presence in the family is what he says, that, that you're the one who wants to keep the memories alive, uh, to keep the traditions alive, and to keep the family together. Uh, yeah. Is, who is this? This isn't a brother, is it? I do have a brother over there, but I don't think it's him that's coming through. Well, he might have I'm just popped sure. in as well because I didn't. He didn't. The person I was talking about didn't feel like brother to me, but then all of a sudden I heard brother. So your brother must be coming through as well. He was a tease. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we feel like we haven't got our act together. Uh, I don't know yeah. if that's how you're feeling at the moment. <laughs> but um, I feel like your brother is talking about that in a fr- in a very friendly way. And the other gentleman yeah. has just got his arm around your shoulder and just gives you like kind of one of those side hugs, you know, holds yeah. you close. Um, yeah. Uh, because there's times when we feel like uh, what's the point of life? What, you know, what meaning right. does life have right. when somebody yeah. we care about and uh, love goes out of our life? And yeah. I feel he just is reminding you that to not forget that life goes on, that there is going to be a reunion. And if you don't take a, a full advantage of our time here on on the earth, then we're going to live to regret it. So he says, yeah. live your life, but don't have any regrets. Oh, my gosh. That word, no reg- or two words, no regrets, is um, very meaningful. Very oh, meaningful. Good. Extremely Good. meaningful. Good. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, I do. I'm very busy. I'm very active. I'm very involved. I'm very engaged. But, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I get thoughts. That's right. We all do that. We all do that. And so isn't it nice to know that they they get it? <laughs> they They realize that sometimes we just don't want to get out of bed in the morning and go through the same old, same old, you know. But, um the the strong ones and we are strong women we stand up and we go forward and we make a difference does he is he happy is he safe where he's at um he just says leave it to you to ask that question <laughs> he says <laughs> yeah. i think he might have used a little <laughs> colorful word there you know but it's like you know darn well that he wouldn't go anywhere where he wouldn't be safe <laughs> And also oh. to trust in the Lord, all right? Continue to trust in the Lord because he makes sure that everyone is safe. Was he a big book reader or a big uh, book, um, especially reference books or books that taught something? He liked, he would occasionally dabble in reading. Yeah, he would. Yeah, it's it's like he had to learn something from it, though. He wouldn't just read a novel or something. Right, but, um, right. Um, yeah. Or a manual of some sort. You know, because yeah. he, you know, he sort of believed in that adage: when all else fails, read the directions. You know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, so he's funny. reminding yeah. you of that. Okay, read the directions. He says life is easier that way. <laughs> okay. Will we know each other when I pass? Because sometimes oh, he'll I be think, right there. 
Will he? He will be right there. Yes. He'll, he'll reach out his hand, he'll take his hand, and you will cross right over with no pain. Okay, thank you. I wonder if, you know, all right, thanks. Thank you. You're very you. welcome. Good night. Okay, Karen, how are we doing here? Well, we got a few more here for you. Pardon me? Hi. Hello. Please give yes. us a name. Hello, my name is Mary, and I'm calling from Florida, and I grew up uh, in Buffalo, so I spent a lot of time at Lilydale, and oh, uh, yes, it is a magical place. I, I, I was delighted to see that you were having a show about it, and um, all the progress that's been made there. Uh, I miss it very much. I, I look fondly on the pictures I had. I've followed the spiritual path and been a member of a church for over 30 plus years but there has some changes there um, Mm -hmm. and um, they were going kind of in a different direction and in the last year I haven't been going as often I'm concerned about my spiritual path now I don't feel like I can really go back into previous religions or anything after being so long in spiritualism I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if you feel that connection again something changing there or I'll be connected in some way again Um, yes so it it was really strange as you were talking uh, I was seeing the picture of Azur uh, in front of me and uh, the impression I got from that was uh, for you well this church that, that you were going to uh, mm-hmm. Do you still go to it from time to time, or has it gotten so far it, off the track you can't? It was like there was myself and another person that we went together, and mm-hmm. things changed for them, and they stopped uh. going, and uh-huh. so I haven't been going either because we both kind of had the same vibe about the direction. Uh. Okay, because it almost um, feels as though the the church has lost its focus. You, you know, um, like we were talking about Azure, so we would sort of focus on Azure as a spiritual um, mm-hmm. being that you could um, meditate with or to, you know, uh, right. or or talk to Azure. And I'm kind of feeling like in that church they've lost their 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 leader or they've lost their center or something uh, at yeah, that church. Yeah, it's not regular it, spiritual doctrine songs. Uh, all that has right. changed around. I mean, there's some things that are the same, but it's yeah. it's not the way that I've known in the past, and so not I'm not the way that you love it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. and and quite a few others that you know. I'm wondering if I'm going to be getting back with it, if things will change there, or if I will find another path. Well, I I think that it would be good if you went there. Uh, Every once in a while, just to see if things had changed, okay? Because they uh, they do change, you know. Especially spiritualist churches, they go in cycles, you know, where things go off the track and then they come back on because somebody comes along who loves the church. But there's um, also uh, services that you can go to online, like the um, the uh, in England they have the SNUI. It's called SNUI. You can go online and find out and about here it. As it's well, just a, SNUI, or it's different. I'm sorry. I'm wondering if I could tune into one online here. Uh, yes, actually, the Church of the Living Spirit uh, here in Lilydale. Uh, oh. uh, I think that they 
uh, broadcast at least the speakers. I'm not sure if they broadcast the whole service, uh, but you could check that. But I do know that they well, broadcast the, the lecturers. Okay, um, I'm not. Uh, there's got to be some church. Maybe Karen would know. I don't know, but um, the SNUI I know has a church service, and you can get to it online. It's 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 out of England, but it's still a okay. church service. Um, okay. I don't know if there's any in um, the U.S. or Canada where they actually broadcast the entire service. I don't know. But um, I would meditate to Azure, actually. Azure, okay. Yeah, if you go um, in, do you, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, if you know Azure, then um, then just kind of picture him in your mind uh, and just meditate uh, with with his um, uh, picture in front of you in your mind's eye and just ask, what where where should I go? What should I do? But right. I think that I'm you will a, find a family of mediums. Uh, I I'm, I haven't been able to develop fully, but. My cousin passed away in December uh, up in Buffalo, and she was a medium astrologer. She had her own show and everything, and she was fighting a hard battle with cancer, and she passed away um, the day before my birthday, actually, in December. Mm -hmm. And um, I miss her dearly because we used to connect through the show, and otherwise she was my family connection of the earth and my family connection of the spirit. And mm -hmm. I was hoping to hear something. I have not felt her presence or anything. I don't know if you feel her. Okay, say her, her name, name is, again, please. Her name is Lynn also. Oh, her name is Lynn. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I feel like that one thing she says is that at the time when she passed, she was possessed by the spirit. And uh, was she in hospice or under a hospice oh, uh, care? Oh, uh, she, she was still getting treatments. And but they Wait. didn't tell her that it had advanced. Ah. It was it, she thought it was localized, and she took a fall and had a seizure, okay. and they oh, found her. Oh goodness gracious! Okay, so I don't know, know why, but I feel um, I felt hospice around her. So I guess uh, the oh. healing angels must have been around her when when all of that transpired. Um, mm -hmm. She's definitely with her dad. Yeah, I believe that. And um, I feel like she's favoring the radio show. Um, she's she says I, that she talks to you all the time, but you don't talk back. Oh, I keep talking to her picture. I put her picture out recently. I went through an album. I put an older picture out that I liked, and I. Will just, you I, will you sit down with a uh, pencil and a paper? Okay. And um, ask a question. And then just sit quietly. You're going to have to get away from the phones and the TV and the radio and everything. Right. Ask a question, and you can even write it at the top of the page. And then um, then just start writing whatever comes to your mind because okay. she will work through you with uh, inspirational writing. Oh, that's great. That'd be great. All right. Um, um, uh, I, first, on, a, on a personal level, I've been dealing with a, a very difficult health issue for several years very painful, and um, it's it's not something I can share really with many people. And mm -hmm. um, I'm going to a specialist. Uh, I've been to a few, but I'm going to a hospital specialist the end of the month. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you're feeling any resolution, any direction with this illness. Um, it feels as though there will be a minor um, surgical procedure uh, for oh. this. And um, it's minor. It just feels minor, very minor. And um, that the the test um, results will be more clear than they have been in the past. 
So uh, it feels as though this one particular doctor has more insight into this condition than others that you have spoken with. So I don't know that there's a lot that they can do for the condition, but I feel that there will be other coping mechanisms that you will be able to use. Mm -hmm. Is this this a... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you go Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Well, up to this point, it's it's been um, pretty much, they're trying to control it through antibiotics, and it's not working much anymore. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have something else come up. Uh, It feels like there's one doctor there that is more knowledgeable, not more knowledgeable or better, but has has seen this condition more often or has uh, investigated it more than other doctors. And um, is this hereditary by any chance? No, no, I don't think anyone in my family has a condition like this. Oh, okay. Uh, You may find out that there was, but they didn't know what it was and didn't talk about it. Okay. Uh, Because I'm feeling a little bit of something hereditary from a from a lady in spirit. Make some progress then in this area. Yeah, yeah, dealing with it. Uh, I don't see uh, the the situation improving, but I feel better ways of coping. Hmm. Okay. Well, and thank just you. Just one quick question: Do you can you pick up where my cat has gone to? My cat, indoor cat, only has been missing for three weeks. There was an upset oh. in the home that frightened him. Oh Do you dear. Him? Uh, what say his name? A squeaker. Um, Big gray and white, like a teddy bear. Uh, I kind of feel like he's really enjoying his freedom, actually. All right, oh. he's uh, in an area where there's um, trees and bushes. Yeah, that's and around. He's ki- and he's kind of hiding in there. He's kind of hiding. So you he's enjoying it, but he's hiding. Will I get him back? I feel like he's going to come back, yep. Uh, yep. It's been about three weeks. I had a yep. minor, I, like a fire smoke thing, and it frightened oh, him when the Oh, it frightened went. him. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, go out Never and call him a couple of times a day. I think he's just going to come out of the woods. <laughs> Oh, that would be wonderful. Well, it has been so great to talk with you, and it's funny because a lot of the names you mentioned, I have met and heard many of those speakers in in the church I attended through the years, and Mm. I have have, uh, sat through many uh, circles, healing, mediumship, everything, and Mm -hmm. I don't, I just don't want it to just end at this time yes. in my life or just be, Good. you know, locked Good. up in my own world with it. I still yeah. hope that I can be in a public, you know, thing. Absolutely. I don't blame you. Try the inspirational writing so and um, meditate with Azure, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that you'll get some inspiration that, in both of those directions. All right. We have to go to the next one. Lily Dale. <laughs> I really <Okay>. will. <laughs> Take care. Uh, Take care. Thank you. Much. Thank you. Thank you very Bye, much. Mary. Many blessings. You're welcome. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay, we're going to the next caller, Lynn. Okay. Welcome to Truth Seekers. May we have a name? Yes, uh, my name is Melvin. Go ahead, Hello, Melvin. Melvin. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing. Not too good, but I'm trying to just stay positive. That's good. How can I help you today? Um, I just want to see can I get a, a minute reading. I have some issues. Um, 
I'm going to have surgery next Thursday. Uh, I injured myself on my job, and mm-hmm. um, it's been since July the 24th. I injured my left knee and my left elbow and my lower back and my hip area, all on the left side. Oh, and I wow. just want to know a lot. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And right after the injury, about maybe a month and a half later, I had a little mini stroke. That's what they said. At first they said it wasn't a stroke, but now they're saying it was a little mini stroke mm-hmm. uh, on my left side. Right side, excuse me. So I just want to know, like, what do you see coming out of that and uh, with my, uh, you know, with my surgery be a success? Okay. Um, so... Um uh, I don't know if your dad has passed, but I just feel a dad's presence around you. And um, he makes me feel like, um, you know, you worked so very hard your whole life and didn't expect that uh, this kind of situation would come up around you. It's like you've taken a lot of pride in being a strong man and a, and a very productive man. And so I feel as though your dad has said he's directed you in um, – in in the direction so that you will get the best care possible. So it's it's almost like it hasn't been a mistake that it's taken so long for you to get to the point where you are now. He wants you to know that you've got the best people uh, working on your case, not only here in the physical, but also in the spirit world. Um, your dad was a very practical yeah. man. Would that make sense to you? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he he would not leave any stone unturned uh, to uh, be able to help you. And he just wants you to know that he was going to be standing right by you, holding your hand during the surgery, and um, that um, only only brave people go under the knife, is what he says. Only brave people. So he admires your, your bravery for going forward to do this. Um, yeah. I don't know what they've told you, but um, something's going to be reconnected. It, it, does that make sense to you? Something's going to be reconnected. Uh-huh. Maybe my knee is uh, the ligaments and the uh, muscle is, like, pulled away oh. from my uh, uh, kneecap. Oh, yeah. okay. So I, yes. I feel very successful around the reconnection. And um, and your hope, uh, sorry, your hip, um, it feels like it needs an adjustment, like um, like it's... Yes. Um, it, it, it's like, you know, when you uh, put new tires on your car and you've got to get an alignment... I feel like you're going wow. to get an, an, an alignment in your hip, <laughs> and wow. so that might that might throw off um, something. In, like um, I feel a hip getting aligned, and then um, maybe a little bit of a limp or something from the alignment as it takes as it um, you know takes hold. So there's, wow. there's still a bit of a recovery process going on, but I feel like you're you're going to be feeling improvements from the surgery. Okay, will I be having uh, back surgery as well? Because that's what they want to do after this knee surgery. So this would be a separate surgery, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Altogether? I don't know. Yes, ma'am. I don't know. I don't know about the back surgery. Okay. Um, I, I, I almost feel like I want to see how the other surgery, the first surgery, works before I commit to the back one. Okay. So, that's um, it. And and please remember, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose or prescribe. 
and and right. I don't want to. I think that you should follow the advice of your doctors, um, absolutely. But at the same time, use your own intuition and discernment to see what feels right for you, all right? And ask your body. Uh, go into a meditation and ask your body what needs to happen. Because your okay. body will give you indications. And are you, okay. I don't, are you eating too much salt by any chance? Excuse me? Are you eating a lot of salt? I get a lot of salt with you. No, I try to stay away from salt. I, I buy a substitute, and I, you know, I buy a lemon pepper because uh, maybe because uh, my blood pressure is 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 high. Oh, and then okay. you know, I'm taking medication for my blood pressure, and then uh-huh. I'm a diabetic. Oh yeah, I yeah I feel like I want to just stay away from the salt. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, are you holding water or retaining water as well? I think so, because I'm swelled up and then I go down. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. my doctor, my doctor, like put me on um, uh, water pills. Not water, yeah, water blood pressure pills, and I have gained a lot of weight. I've mm-hmm. gained like 21 pounds since I've been injured, and that was oh, last yeah. year. And yeah, I need yeah. to, I need to lose weight. Uh, yeah. Do you see that happening for me? Yeah. Uh, you, you, once you start focusing on your body and talking to your body and asking your body what it needs, then I feel your body will cooperate with you. You know, your mind-body uh, connection will start working for you so that you'll feel the urge to take that weight off. And you're only going to so, feel way better. Yeah. Is, is my, do you hear uh, my son coming through? My son... Absolutely. Say his name, please. Years ago, he passed away. Uh huh. Did he play uh, football? Did he play football or love to throw a spiral football or something? He, he played. He played football for me. Yes, I'm a football okay. coach. Oh yeah, because he's he, he was thro- it was like he was throwing the ball and it was like this is a perfect spiral uh, throw. He says, you know. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's he he listens to yeah. you when you're listening to the ball games. He says he's there with you. I believe that. Definitely believe that. But they haven't even found the person that shot my son because it was a drive-by shooting. But two people were shooting at each other. And uh-huh. my son, was he was just walking by, and uh, he accidentally got shot in the neck area. But uh-huh. he lived for about 16 and a half months before he passed away. But it wasn't a gunshot wound. Uh, they did surgery on his neck. And prepare, you know, and did a great job. And he was sitting up talking and all that. But he developed a bunch of bed sores. And oh. the bed sore, one bed sore turned into another one. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't turn him properly oh. every day. And I what begged him. Yeah. And he passed oh. away on that. But wow. um, that's a shame. That would be very painful on top of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying oh, to sorry. find an attorney that'll take his case. Well, okay. Lynn, you got about well, six more calls here, so we oh. see if we can get everybody in, okay? Well, thank you for calling. Oh. Take care. Thank you. And he's good. Okay. Your son is good. Okay, thank you. Thank you You're very well much. You're welcome. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Welcome, True Seeker. Can we have your name, please? Hi, uh, thank you for the welcome. Uh, my name is Ellen. Hi, Ellen. Um, how can I, how can I, I help will, you today? 
I would love to know if any of my loved ones are around me, if you're able to pick up a presence. Well, I feel like I've got a pops here, all right, or someone who would be like a pops. So this would be a grandfather, but someone who would be very, very close to you, um, very approachable, um, very um, uh, warm, very warm personality style. So I don't know if you can place uh, that gentleman. I can't. I didn't know either of my grandfathers. One oh, died goodness. before I was born, and the other one uh, lived abroad. Okay. Well, I met him you, once, um, I, I think he was a little bit of a roly-poly, so you might want to check some of your pictures and maybe some um, memories that other people in the family might have. But I feel like he's coming around you uh, again with that uh, sense or flavor of you not being alone. And um, have you found that, um, like, most of your family members have already passed, or are you the last one in, in line? Uh, pretty it, much. Yeah, because he, he yeah. It, it's like um, he's, he's letting you know that um, the family is growing on the spirit side, even as it's shrinking on this side. But I do uh, also get a feeling of a brother uh, over in, in spirit. So do you have a brother, or is this um, someone else's brother that I have? Might be somebody else's brother. I do have brothers, but um, they're still alive. They're still here. Okay. So where does this brother fit in? Um, so this would be. Uh, I, I get a connection to father. Uh, was your father um, your father still here or passed? Would he have oh, worn ties to work? I feel casually no. dressed with him, like I've got a white, like I've got a shirt on with a tie, but no jacket. Um, that would be dress-up time for him. <laughs> that would be dress-up time for your dad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, well, I guess he yeah. figures coming to see you is dress-up time. Um, and he passed with a heart attack, your dad? Um, yes. Um, chronic heart, lungs. Heart was, condition, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels very um, heavy in my chest area, um, uh, almost like um, it got heavier and heavier and heavier. And so um, um, I feel also that he was talking about his marriage, uh, that he had been married for a long, long time to your your mom. And um, it was mm-hmm. uh, so that that connection has never disappeared. Um, so they are there together with you. Um, and um, have you been talking recently about uh, purchasing a burial site? Or there's talk of a burial site for someone else. I haven't been talking about it. I've been thinking about visiting my father's burial site and thinking how to make time because it's way it's it's not near. It's kind of far away. Kind of far away. All right, because I was just hearing the word burial site and I felt like you were thinking about that. So it was up to, and and he says you you don't have to. Um, uh, he, he, oh, he says, don't don't travel all the way down here to see me. He says, travel in your mind, and I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> I guess he feels okay. you can do some astral travel. Oh, uh, but you worry happen? you worry that the uh, site hasn't been looked after as well as you would have liked it to be. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, he he says that somebody is putting flowers on it. And he doesn't want you to worry about it too much. Uh, okay. Any visit that you get would should be 
when you feel totally comfortable doing it. But don't feel guilty that you're not there. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I know that you just want to show your respects to your dad and uh, feel closer to him to talk to him. And I'm going to suggest to you the same thing as I suggested, I think it was to Nancy, to um, to take out a pencil and paper and just, you know, j- uh, jot down um, some thoughts about your dad, maybe ask him a question, and then write down what um, what you uh, are impressed to write down. Did you not uh, get a chance to say goodbye to your dad before he passed? No, I didn't. Okay, because he was impressing me that, uh, that that was the case and that by sitting down and writing... Um, you will um, start to understand uh, that he wasn't mad at you and he didn't blame you for not being there. And uh, he is in a place where he understands much more about the family than he ever understood while he was here. So if you would sit down and and just um, think about your dad and just write whatever comes into your head, he will converse with you there. But don't be afraid of astral travel in your dreams when you travel down there. All right, and he says... You, you you have a strong spiritual belief, and um, and you've got a scientific part to you as well. Would that be correct? You like science, or you like the scientific parts of things? Well, let's say I'm more of a logical fan. Yeah, you like to know how things work, Yes, as he says. So think of it as remote viewing instead of astral projection, all right? And you can go down and see for yourself what condition it's in. I think the grass is a little long. But um, I, I don't feel like there's any damage or anything. Okay. Okay. Thank, okay. thank you so much for the reading. I appreciate it. Thank that. you very much. You're very welcome. Again. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. How are we doing, Karen? Welcome, True Seeker. May we have your name, please? Hi. Hi, Hello. this is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hi. Thanks for taking Hi. This is a treat on Father's Day, hoping to connect. Good. Oh, this is really great. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, um, Sharon, do do you um, have anything to do or did your family have anything to do with, um, you know, those little um, go-karts with go-karts or with racing? Um, My son used to like to do it. And was your dad around at that time when your son was... Fooling around with the go with the go karts. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Okay, I feel I like he's know. just bringing this memory. All right, because he had um, so much fun uh, watching the kids uh, growing up and yeah. um, you know doing the things that kids yeah. do, and um, and right. that was um, a very joyous time for him that he was able to interact with your kids as they were growing up. Yeah. And um, I, yeah. I don't know if he had an he asthmatic uh, condition because uh, I'm feeling um, uh, difficulty with the breathing uh, that, and that not just at the time of his passing but before. Would he that was make sense on a to ventilator. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. He yeah, was on a he, ventilator he, and he had pneumonia and yes, they weren't treating making... the pneumonia. That's what, ah. yeah, I was just, I was just worried I was just wondering because um, about his passing, how, you know, horrible it was or because I wasn't there. I didn't get to be there. I mean, he was I, I almost feel like he was unconscious most of the time or he was sedated most of the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, your mom was so, there a lot, right? Your mom was there? She was, uh, no, she and I were out of town the last oh. couple of weeks. Um, but well, he, he, he sort of both, indicates that there was a woman who was constantly visiting him. So was there somebody else, a sister or a relative that you know would have gone to see him? Um, no, it was just us. It was just me and my mom. Okay. He he did. And then a friend of his. He did have a friend, but he might be talking about my mom. But I usually took her. Um, okay, because he he just um, say his first name for me, will you, Sharon? Yes, it's Ken. Kenny. Ken. Kenneth. And and do you know a Bill also associated there? A Bill or a William? Um. Um, uh, I have an uncle, a couple of uncles that have passed. One on my dad's uh, side, his uncle Bill. And, okay. Um, All right. So, so your your dad is is uh, letting us know that he is with um, your your uncle Bill. All right, and that he um, so and and he also uh, implies that he wasn't he didn't feel alone at the time of his passing. Okay, it's like. Um, oh. Uh, he was he was um, at ease. There was a feeling of being at ease, and um, okay. where he would have liked to have had an opportunity to say goodbye, he didn't feel um, angry about it or or um, have any issues with it. And I kind of feel like I, he was uh, glad that your mom had an opportunity to get away. So he'll be waiting yeah, when you pass. I'm sure he'll be he'll be waiting. He says, don't worry, you're not rid of me yet. He'll be waiting when you pass. Was he a fisherman, too, by chance? Yeah, we were just talking about fishing, and I was just thinking about him fishing. He he and my son were supposed to go deep-sea fishing, and they never made it. Oh, you know what? I was just drawing an octopus here. That's what made me talk about the fishing. Yeah. I guess you might find an octopus if you were deep-sea fishing. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. that's what he's doing now. He's, um, he says he's totally relaxed. He's right into it. And uh, he also makes me feel like if you go to Florida, think of him. You there, okay. Sharon? Um, you there, Sharon? Yeah, I'm there. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I'm trying to think about Florida. I don't know. Okay, he's showing me uh, you going to Florida. He's showing me the Gulf Coast. Okay, the, uh, so that would be the Tampa side, I guess. Um, and he's uh-huh. just saying, when you go there, just think of me. Okay. 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 I I uh, I don't have. Does do you pick up my son at all? You know, we got like three more callers here, Lynn. How do you want to do? I'm this? sorry. You probably can take uh, one more. Um. Uh, well, give me your son's name, Sharon, and then we'll move on. Okay, I'll see what I get right off the bat. Yeah. Thank you. It's Jared. Jared, and and was this yes. like a fr- uh, like a a fruit? Um, uh, it, it feels like some sort of passing that was um, fluky, a fluky, a fluky thing. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't supposed to happen. He was murdered. Oh gosh, because he makes me feel like I lost my balance. Okay, so I don't know that he knew he was shot at the time. 
It's it's kind of like wow. all of a sudden my body won't do what I'm what I want it to do. That that seems to have been like his uh, last thought. So I I don't think he knew that he'd been shot, and um, he didn't feel any uh-huh. pain. So uh, he just went to his grandfather wow. on the spirit side, and he's with you. Good. Okay. Good. Thank right. you. You're welcome, You're all Sharon. Up there. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. God bless. Okay, Lynn, I think we're going to take one more because we have about 12 minutes left and I have to end the show too, so we can do that. Okay. Good evening, Truth Seeker. Hey, we have a name. Hi. Hi, my name's Donna. I'm sorry? Donna. My name's Donna. Donna? Hi, Donna. Hi. So um, anything anything that comes through, that would be great. Okay, so Donna, do you have um, three people in the spirit world who seem to have died like one, two, three? Oh, probably. <laughs> so many over there. Okay, because I, I feel like they're all coming in together, you know? Okay. And um, they're, uh, one is definitely a lady, uh, uh-huh. one is a, an older gentleman, and I think I've got uh-huh. a, like a sister thrown in there too, like not, not maybe mm. your sister, but a sister of, of the lady oh. that, that oh. comes in. And okay. um, so um, this could be. Hmm. This is definitely an ant. That one of one of these is an ant, and mm-hmm. and um, the the gentleman is like um, a great uncle maybe. Okay. Huh. And uh, and I feel a younger male, um, who would. Hmm. Um, I, I feel like he was younger when he passed, like maybe in his late teens or early twenties. Um, okay. They are sort of. Uh, coming along um, and they tell me that there are times when you feel very overwhelmed with the tragedies that have happened in your life. Okay. All right. Like All right. like people who have passed away that, that really trouble you. Does, okay. Do you understand? All right. Well, and I, I mean, I, I, feel I like miss them. I may be more, more, you know, there's nobody left. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. That's what they're saying. It's like they, yeah. you feel overwhelmed sometimes with, um, with sorrow, mm-hmm. with grief, and and mm-hmm. this sense of being alone, and so yeah. they they just come together to let you know that they um, they're still going on, they're still doing their thing. And mm-hmm. this aunt um, feels like she was very talky when she was here. She liked to be the center of attention, but um, no, like not she, in a flashy way. She just talked, 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 right. talked, talked. Was talk. she like uh, around forty-ish or four, you know, forty in the mid forties? Or yeah, she doesn't feel to me like an old lady. Yeah, all. well, maybe that was a friend of mine, a really good childhood. I mean, a friend that I grew up with. I wonder if that's who that is. Well, whoever it is, she talks, 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 yeah. a blue streak. You know, it's like you could never okay, get a yeah. word in edgewise. Yeah. Um, the young man who passed feels to me like he passed through an accident, and it may have oh. been uh, drinking related. Okay. All right. It, ha- it may not have happened right yeah. in the family, but somebody close yeah. to the family. And okay. the older gentleman, I feel like he passed in his 80s. He had a rich, full life. Uh, mm-hmm. He still had hair, he says. He was very proud of that. And, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like as he looks at you that, that he's proud that you are um, standing true for the things that you believe in in your family. Yeah. Because sometimes right. um, it feels like you have to fight for what you know is right in your family. Oh, yeah. You yeah. understand? All right. So yeah. he's standing with you. Um, he appreciates your loyalty. And he says sometimes people have to get a swift kick to remind them Mm -hmm. of who they need to respect. And Mm -hmm. you are worthy of respect, he says. So don't be shy about letting people Mm -hmm. know it. 
Okay. All right. I won't. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Do you see a motion coming um, soon? Do you see Do you see a residential move coming from up for me? A residential move? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from a house to a, an apartment or something? Well, oh, I don't know. I just it just anything. If, if yeah, it feels like I'm going to someplace um, a little more um, central than where you are now. Okay. So you may be All able right. to get out and do a lot of walking when you move to this place. Okay. Thank okay, you. So thank, you. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. We're going to try to do one more here, Lynn. Okay, we've got about nine minutes. Okie dokie. Okay. Good evening, Trucy. Hello. Can you give us a name, please? Hi, my name's Jerry. Hi, Jerry. That's the second female Hi. Jerry we've had tonight. Yes, yes, I, I heard the first Jerry. Anyway, That's quite, uh, um, unusual. <laughs> I, yeah, it is. I'm uh, I'm a Catholic, but um, so as you said earlier, you know, Catholics are always open to the spirit world and. Mm-hmm. And I certainly am. I'm always open to signs and mm-hmm. always looking for signs. So I just wondered if anybody's coming through. Well, I do feel a gentleman uh, coming through, and I feel as though he used to collect coins, um, not so much in the formal sense where he'd collect a coin and put it in a, uh, you know, a special place. Um, mm-hmm. It feels more like he loved to have coins in his pockets. All right, so we, I feel like he's jingling these coins, and then he would bring them out and, and either put them in a dish or hand out quarters, all right, to maybe the grandkids or um, whatever mm-hmm. children might have, have been around. Um, I feel as though he's patting you on the head like a good little girl, you know, and, yeah, um, and, and, like and offering you a quarter, you know, as if that's going to be a big help in this day and age. But um, it was the kindness that he's, um, that he's showing me. Uh, he, he was yeah. a kind person, and um, he would do what he could for others and, and knows that you would too. I also have a lady here who's talking about lilacs, and I feel she loved lilacs, the smell of lilacs, and probably had lilac bushes in her yard. Um, yes, she also we did. shows me a lot of spring flowers, daffodils, tulips, and hyacinth. And, uh, you know, she, to- she, she really enjoyed her garden and felt bad that as she got older, she wasn't able to look after it the way she did when she was younger. Um, mm-hmm. But she said, my mom liked lilacs, and I like lilacs. So, yeah, yeah have you... she sure did. Yeah. Um, and the... can... Go ahead. Can I, can I ask you a quick question, because I know we sure. don't have much time. Did, did they leave me signs? Like, the last few times my husband and I went away and came home, one of the TVs would be on. And this never happens when we're home. <laughs> when we go away and we come back, there's a TV on. Yeah. Now, did you have an uncle who was in electronics by any chance? Oh, I can't think of anybody offhand. Okay. I, I feel like I've got a gentleman here who used to like to work on the old radios and the old TVs when they were tubes and oh, things in them. Oh, yeah. You know what? My uncle... My yeah, he, he's my my uncle through marriage, but still my uncle. Yeah. Okay. He, he says he's the one shop. who does that, and he just wants to make sure that you know somebody's looking after the house while you're gone. <laughs> so he, all right. He's I, I, have, I, I always have a little fun with you. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I thought it was something like that. Yeah, I, I love and that I always, because I haven't thought about tubes. You know, when they had the old tube radios. Um, yeah. Uh huh. That's going back a ways. 
Oh, that is so funny. Well, that answers that. And and I always see two butterflies in, in the garden. And, of course, I always think that's my mom and dad, two white mm-hmm. butterflies. Yes. Always and, um, fluttering around, getting into each other's way. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. But, and um, would your mom have loved white roses also? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, and well, white lilies, too. And in, in her wedding picture, she had white lilies. Uh, she's bringing those white flowers to you. And I just, I just put white lilies in, uh, in you know, in the vase in her crypt. Oh, okay. So she, she's recognizing that you, um, you brought those for her, and um, I feel like she's giving you white roses back. Ah, oh, okay. That's, that's really lovely. Yeah. Certain purity to the the beautiful. Um, the, the lilies were so white, and she's just talking about how white. The roses are, um, she just um, thinks that you've got um, a beautiful smile, and she's talking about a picture that you have where the whole family is together. So it's like you and mom and dad, and I feel like a couple of other people in it uh, that oh, you treasure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So she's sure so she with you, so too. much. You're Thank very you. welcome, Jerry. Take care. Okay. Well, Lynn... That concludes our show. We're happy that you spent some time with us, and I hope you come well, back. Th- well, thank you very Good. much. It's been a pleasure. You really and, uh, are. I, I really enjoyed speaking with um, the people that called in. Thank you so much. Good, and I'm sure they enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you, oh, and you are go. definitely an advocate and a warrior for the spirit world. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> our guests next month on July 18th, will be Angela Artemis. She will be talking about the many ways we can use intuition in our daily lives. So come join us to learn how to access your intuition. I want to thank all the truth seekers for listening tonight. Till we meet again, may you be the light that helps others see.